Let's wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Wake and Bake America, 469. How's it going, Scotty? Let's hang out today and have a good time. <laughs> all right, man. It is going all right. I can't say as I'm jacked up to as you. Totally change the way we talk and go back to original radio. <laughs> anyway. That sounds so wacky on podcast, doesn't it? You can always tell guys <clears> that come from like uh, AM or FM radio. A little bit, a little bit, a lot of bit. Let's get into a, a good show, guys. Wake and Bake America 469. Uh, we have uh, a little bit of, as usual, what's growing on? Some grow talk coming up with the crew's token on, amongst other things. You YouTubers, thanks for hanging out, giving your opinions and comments, as well as everybody else out there enjoying. On iTunes, man, feel free. You have some great reviews over there. It's always nice to people to keep contributing wherever you're enjoying. Uh, the podcast, and uh, that being said, I'm gonna go to a prime time supporter man. Yeah, uh, none other than a new millennium. Which, if you went to, we just had a, a call with JR Token, a stoned call. We'll be, we'll be, you'll be hearing eventually that he gave an update on the Indo Expo out there, and he's like, man, new millennium was slinging, giving out a lot of their uh, packs, getting people, getting people on the winter frost, which. Um, for today's shout-out, Scotty, I just threw a link up here because somebody in the crew, um, actually Nematode OG, had a question about the Frost, so sure. I thought, why don't we just handle it right here real quick. Deal. Um, so Nematode OG posted over on DudeGrows.com, Hey guys, I was wondering if Dude has addressed New Millennium's Winter Frost product. If so, which episode can I catch that on? Just to address that, I don't know the specific. Over, If you search Winter Frost on the search bar, as I always tell people to use, you're going to pull all kinds of good stuff. I've talked about it a bit. Right. Um, but he says, Nematode OG says, just want to see how it has been going with it and if it is a good supplement for soil growers. Um, it's been going good. And yes, it's a good supplement. I, don't, I guess I don't know if I'm going to call it a supplement. It's kind of a unique product that you use it once at the end, um, just right before your flush on its own. And that's it. Um, he goes, I'm always down to try new things, but before I do, I just like to hear if it makes a difference. Coming from experienced growers, I do well with Coots recipe under my Grow Mouse do-it-yourself cob LEDs, but I feel like my plants need a little something extra for the last couple of weeks of flower. So depending on what you're thinking they need on the last couple of weeks of flower, I mean, my only review of the frost has been it does bring on some trikes. I like it. I use it two waterings just before I go to flush. And it's pretty economical. I don't even know how much liter it costs off the top of the head, but you only use it one or two times during the whole grow. So good stuff. He goes, on a side note, has anyone had any experience with earth juice? I have one person who did extensive research on other forms back in 2009, and that's it. I haven't seen or heard of anyone using it. I um, used it a long time ago. I went and tried it a long time ago, and it was just kind of difficult to use. You know, it was this bottled organics. They are very soupy. Um and I don't. I just didn't love them. You know, I just didn't like working with them. But then again, I was a no spill guy back then, so maybe it's worth another visit. Yeah, in general, from me working retail and being around growers, et cetera, I haven't heard like ooh, like anything bad. Um, always something, man, to uh, try things out and let us know what you're getting with it. So I wouldn't be afraid, unless you're you know you're afraid of the soupiness. There are other products out there in bottles that it is tough with organics. They can get you. Always got to make sure you get that good shake on. 
So that's all right. Nematode OG. Hopefully that helped, man. The winter frost. Uh, if you go, uh, it sounds like I don't know if you work at a local hydro shop, but uh, they're on the hydro shop matter uh, model, man. Tell your hydro shop um, to pick some up. If anything, that's a great inter- introductory product out of their line to show that you know they got some legit shit going on. I wonder how it'd work with the Coots mix, though. You know what I mean? So. I know normally you're supposed to use it in the uh, new millennium product line. So I wonder if it has anything to do with any synergistic effects with the other new millennium products or if it's universal. You can use it with anything. Synergistic. Yeah, we should Um, all smoke, right? (laughs) I am right now. Any of you guys watching the video show, if you're wondering what this 13-inch long huge piece of glass is I'm about to hit, um, you'll be filled in a little bit later in the show here. But uh, why don't you, you could at least introduce our next uh, Green Pad, man. Let's, I'm going to hook it up to Green Pad. I dig what these guys do. They have the, the simple uh, CO2 pads. They release a pre-measured amount of CO2. Um, how long do they last, man? I've always had a burner, so I don't use these myself. I've used a couple in a clone dome before. I haven't had a replace going- them. If you're going with the green pads, mm-hmm. so a couple good things, you know, versus other things out there as far as I'm not saying they don't work at all. Some of the um, the mushroom compost bags that create CO2, sure. more of a limited shelf life there. Uh, as far as the green pad, you know, as long as it's not open and sealed, you got a good CO2 creating product. What I've mainly loved them for is the clone domes because uh, everybody has the proper environment in a clone dome. It's usually always, you know, pretty damn humid, and I did a test on it over on GreenPad. Uh, um, gosh, I don't even know. I was going to say GreenPads.com, but that might be something weird. Just search GreenPad <laughs> CO2. Search GreenPad CO2 um, in the Googles, and there's a video over there where I put, I, I think he still has it up, but just tested the levels of CO2 in the dome, and it was over 1,000 ppms for two days, and then you just switch out your green pad. It's a really great way to help, you know, when you take your cuts to get them to uh, stay happy as hell and not go through that heavy stress of being just ripped away from the mother plant. Uh, so check them out, Green Pad CO2, and uh, say what's up. Sometimes I think Mark's uh, kicking out some samples and whatnot. Uh, get in touch. Say, dude, grow show. Said what's up. Love it. So, yeah. Dude, I, well, got, oh, that I, got, is also... I got these flies, man. I'm being assaulted by flies over here. So I've tried to beat them, <laughs> I've tried to beat them with newspaper. It won't work. So now I'm just going to try to get them high, man. Well, you do okay. Yeah, I have tried that. I don't know if it works, dude. I've been in my garage, like where the shop lights hanging above right. you, um, right. and it just starts to get obnoxious sometimes in the summer. There's bugs. I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get all these bugs high as fuck and like try and watch them like fly weird. But I, I don't think it really works for insects. They don't have their endocannabinoid system rocking. You know what? I'm. I so. wish I'll try to find this for a future show. But I was just cruising Facebook this morning, and in the entomology facebook page it was a guy with uh, two headphones and he was putting it uh you know th- there was a bug that he had between the two little headphones you know the little earbuds and he was jacking out me i think it was metal music to it maybe it was on uh on our google plus maybe i don't know anyway i saw it, it was amazing and the bug was responding to the music you know i have heard of uh different frequencies that bugs don't like i always thought it was kind of bullshit but i wonder if it's true hmm I do not know. Yeah, Bugs what are we, are five minutes into the show? We're already way off topic, man. All right. Congratulations, Scott. Good. Got to keep it soft structured. <laughs> soft structured, soft formatted. There is a format, but we try to, you know, if you, if you just are too strict, it takes away from creativity, man. Got to play it light so. and breezy, dude. Who's executive producer, dude? Hey, I want to give it out to Terp Tigler, who uh, recommended, I can't remember if it was on Instagram or YouTube. I don't know how to use Instagram so well, but every now and again, I'll just get a text from somebody on there. And uh, sometimes I find them. (laughs) But he was talking about, he goes, hey, check this YouTube channel out. It's called Alberta Organic Gardening. 
I guess Alberta, Canada, a Canadian like uh, like yourself, dude. But it was really interesting, man. It was uh, really good stuff. It's not cannabis specific, but really great information. So I was digging it. I mean, stuff doesn't have to be cannabis specific by any means. We used to make fun of and still do when some some people came out and say, I mean, there could be definitely science there on certain products. But when you're like, hey, we are cannabis specific nutrients, man. That's how like, I don't know. I never bought that with advanced nutrients and watching how people grow all kinds of other veggies. Not always nutrient wise by any means, but environment, et cetera, just goes back and forth. Gateways into each other. Yeah, I mean, it, it was nice in the beginning if you could actually call up and say, hey, I'm growing cannabis, and here's the problem I'm having, and, you know, you're under the illusion you would get some customer service. <laughs> you know? God, it was so freaky back in the day, man. Like, I'd be, you get so frustrated with a problem, and then you'd be like, all right, man, I've done everything I can. I am putting one leaf in a plastic bag and taking it to the grocery store on my product, and when I catch the salesman, and I do like working that day at that particular time when he's in back in aisle three right. where it's really chill, I'm going to whip out the leaf and ask, you know, and then, then be like, I don't know, he might kick me out. Yeah, what <laughs> you want so nuts? down low. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let me tell you, let me ask you, uh, what's going on, Scotty? What is going on? Oh, well, man. Oh, well, you know, a few things, man. I've had a few observations, man. How about you, dude? Everything good with you? You got growing on, stuff growing on? Big things to Most tell me? the time, you know, but like you say, sometimes it's weird. Your brain is flooded with, oh my God, I have so many ideas right now I want to talk about with everybody on right, the show. Right. And then sometimes it's like, oh shoot, I don't have any ideas right now. And yeah, you know, it's ebb and flow with the brain, but um, we got some good stuff. We always try to mix it up in here. So would you, you first off here on number one, <laughs> dude. Uh, this does not sound good, but dude, I was, hang- I was hanging out and my brother was in town, took the day off yesterday, was hanging out at this bar with some big windows, drinking a, drinking a beer. And I just, it was kind of up on the third floor or something like that. So it looked slightly looked down. And I see the Coke truck outside. And I see the guy with, you know, those little hand, it looks like a little forklift pallet jack or something. It's like a motorized pallet yeah. jack type thing. And he's got the hugest big you know, shrink wrap, big double stacked pallet of, I guess, Coke products, you know, cans of Coke. And he's going up the, you know, like up from the street to, you know, up the curb or whatever. And it tips over and like 2,000 cans of Coke fall on Wincoop Boulevard, man. Like right right in in Denver. It was crazy, man. It was so fucking funny. Wish I had the camera out, man. It was good shit. So so that depends. I mean, so, okay, it was funny funny to you. Was it funny to the guy as well? No, it wasn't. And, you know, here's my reason I want to say it. It was kind of funny to see. I'm sorry, all right? I don't take pleasure Laugh at in people's people mishaps. Yeah, you're right. I feel bad about that. I'm sure I'll get a... Uh, I'll, I'll have a uh, karma, karma will, will get me for that. But what was interesting yes. is... So funny expe- when your car broke down. Yeah, I... <laughs> I expected him to uh, freak out. You know, I expected him to be like, fuck, man, kick something or whatever. The dude didn't bat an eyelash, man. He just started picking the shit up, man. He just immediately started fixing his problem. And I was like, wow, man, that's like, that's somebody who knows how to get shit done, you know? It's, was- uh, yeah, it's always person-dependent, too. Or, I mean, it, if you're having a good day or bad day, I usually get at least one either real cuss word or oh, mother, a mother trucker out or something fun. And then I'm like, okay, okay. But like you said, I mean, if you can't change the situation, did anybody stop and help though? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, a dude did stop and help. A homeless guy was walking across. I thought maybe he was going to steal a couple sodas, but he actually stopped and helped. Man. That's not stealing at that point, Scotty. <laughs> they are on the ground. They are not in stock. Dude. They are not in a store. 
I mean, it must have been at least a thousand though on the ground. I was like, holy shit, dude! The whole the rest of the time I was there, they were cleaning that shit up, and it wasn't even close to being done. But anyway, yeah. just just I thought it was a trip, man. And I just thought it was interesting that the uh, the dude just did his work, though, man. You know, I didn't even trip over. Nobody came by and just looked at the pile for one second and goes nine hundred eighty six. Yeah. <laughs> There was so oh man it was crazy it was crazy all right cool 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 well not cool but you know Patsy sounds like a good window to watch from where you get you know a little stiggity stone and sip on an IPA for about two hours and watch the city happen right I like it I promise we'll talk about weed in a second man but can I ask you one one observation I haven't had sushi in like years since I lived in Florida my brother was in town and we, we went out to sushi and uh, I went to hipster sushi. And it was all hipsters. With Is the, that the name of it? No, it's, you know, a place, Jaws, man. It's our local place. Your hipster buddy owns <laughs> it, man, okay? But, uh,. And, I, you know, I was like, huh, is, is it racist that I uh, don't see any Japanese people in here? It's all hipsters, and I, I don't know, man. I saw there was one Japanese guy, and I was like, all right, man, all right. I'm comfortable. <laughs> so you were concerned about the. Uh, yeah, the, you know, I could get. Did uh, you think your sushi wasn't going to be as good, maybe? I, I, I did. I was like, man, I wish it was made by Japanese people. It's missing that no, little okay. bit of authenticity. Yes. You know, that's what I was kind of thinking, you know. And then I was thinking, like, how about the professional growers that don't smoke? You know, like I was listening to one of these podcasts, and this guy was a uh, computer programmer before. He worked for the, the Mormon church, you know. Or not the Mormon church. Uh, so he worked it's kind for of a Mormon. rough one, dude. I think you have to smoke. Like, you don't have to, but... I agree. In the job portfolio, man, like trying to understand different attributes of how, because you can see that's one way of testing your inputs, you know, is what you end up with, of course. I know a couple of professional growers that don't smoke. They're, yes, bi- they're businessmen. Too. You know? No, I, I hear you. I mean, I'm not saying it depends on what realm you're in. If you're just, yeah, in, in a professional dispensary model, or, you know, if you're a grower that is growing a variety of flavors instead right. of maybe just a black market grower that's just growing one. To kick it out to the market because it works. Sure, um, you got to know your shit. You got to you got to toke. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't mean, dude. I mean, the guys just because they're a white doesn't mean they can't be into sushi and have a passion. You know, just getting back to that. But I just, you know, it was just, uh, it just had me thinking, man. It just had me drawing parallel, like always had me drawing parallels to the cannabis industry. You know, you, dude, you, you always want to see these insiders. You know, you always want to see, you know, people fit the part, man. I want to, I, I want to. Like, by my my scenes from a guy that looks like Kyle Cushman, man, you know. Trying to go to a, like an authentic Native American historical show, and there's like a couple white people on there dressed in shitty Native American outfits or something like that. Like, <laughs> good. like what the hell's going on here? Right. I like it, not racialist, but you would have preferred the authenticity. So. Uh, just just was bullshitting with you, dude. Thought it'd be fun to bullshit with you about, man. All right, you want to talk about growing weed, dude? <sighs> a little bit, a little bit. Hey, I got another. Yeah. I got another really good podcast. I'm sorry, somebody. People are giving me these podcasts, and uh, I'm learning a ton from them. And uh, okay. this, this one was called the Catching Fire Podcast with a guy named Shangra Los. Shangra Los, and uh, man, he actually had somebody on. It was a uh, uh, man. He explained. I can't remember. I can't remember the details right now. But he explained about bacteria. And, uh, and chlorine. And they went through and they did all these different tests with maybe seven or six or seven different samples, rather. You know, chlorinated water, non chlorinated water. Wait, you said wa- catching, f- the Catching Fire podcast. I believe so, yeah. All right, let's put Guru on for the listeners because if you Google that shit, all you find is Hunger Games stuff. 
Yeah, so. that seems well. I didn't put a the in front of it. I think it's called K C A T. Hang on, C A T C H I N G. All right, Catching Fire Max Tricome Institute. Yep, it's all good, man. Cool. Check the show notes. Go no. ahead. Sorry, <laughs> it doesn't come up. You're right, dude. Sorry, Bill O'Reilly comes up yelling at me. About <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out, man. I'll, I'll, I'll get a link to it. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, really good stuff over there, though. So they, they were testing it, and they were saying that with the chlorinated water, they had no... Uh, uh, now, it, to it, what it, degree it, is the water chlorinated? I mean, is it chlorinated... I mean, it's just like tap water is what they're using with yeah, probably it was the just, same it qualifications. Was this, it was like the standard tap water. Yeah, it was the standard okay. city tap water they use. And man, for some reason, I'm drawing a blank. I hope I got the right podcast in there. But I'm going to find that information. And I'm going to post it, man, because it was really interesting, man. Because I was like, now, right, finally, someone. Well, yeah. What microbes did they use in solution? Do you know? Is it like specific species or? No, it wasn't feces, man. But I'll, <laughs> I'll find out, man. You know what? Let, you know what? Let's. Bring this up tomorrow. I'm going to find out tomorrow. We'll post it. I, I'm down. Because, I mean, you did the same thing, didn't you, when you were testing? Did it recharge that you tested in Fort, we'll say Fort Collins tap water versus yep. what? Dechlorinated water? Vers, versus RO water. Versus RO, which mm-hmm. is nothing. Yep. And you're water saying the spore, spore count was equal or spore count was equal to the degree that was, you know, per. Yeah, I think it label. was within like 10%. Something like that. Okay. I mean, I'm going back so long now, but I remember it was like within their their tolerances. Yeah, but what about like in L.A.? Like, I'm I'm just thinking totally like almost racialist towards probably L.A. But don't I'm like don't they don't they have to put more chlorine in that water? I think <laughs> they. I can't remember. Man. I, you know what? I'm talking. You know, I'm just assuming I'm sure it's. I'm just assuming it's dirtier. Yeah, you know, there, I'm sure there's people F you in the radio right now because we're not making good factual sense, man. So I'm going to get my facts together on this one. I'll, I'll come back tomorrow. I'll, I'll watch the video Word. again. It was something I was just listening to really quick, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, man. These guys did the test, and it's fucking the same results. Thank, and now I actually understand it. So, Word. I'll hold you to it. <laughs> definitely, so. man. Definitely. They did have a – man, I was, I was listening to that podcast I, I shangri los is the name of the guy i thought it was called catching fire maybe i'm wrong but um anyway he had this guy max montrose on from the trichome institute mm-hmm. and, he, and he was talking about like the state of cannabis judging today and uh kind of how there's like a you know just like sommeliers go to like wine tasting school basically and kind of learn the different flavors and how to sommelier them. or sommelier sommelier I, I which one know. good luck man good luck <laughs> But For those of you that don't know, that's like a, that's like a, a person, a wine expert in serving right. and aromas and uh, yeah. But it's somebody, so I have no idea about wine. I got to take my wife out to a nice restaurant. I don't want to look like an idiot. The sommelier comes over to me and he, he gets it that I don't know much about wine. And he goes, hey, why don't you, you know, you know what, I bet you, you know, do you like this? Do you like that? Here, let me try something for you. Let me bring you something. He helps you out. He's your wingman, right? Same thing as when you go to a good dispensary or the way it should be. I don't know if I've really had this experience yet. But when you go to a really great dispensary and they go, hey, you know what, man, what do you like? Man, you like fruity? Do you like you know, piney? You tell me, man. You know, here, try this. I think you'll love it. You know, if they can match up with what you, uh, the, the flavors or even the medicinal benefits that you're looking for. Um, with the right strain, yeah, I think there's value in that. No, I I, I thought about it a bit because like so a pairing, and I'm not a wine enthusiast, but pairing I see obviously pairing wine with all these different foods, meals, things works. I don't know if it fully crosses over to cannabis. I mean, for sure you need to know 
you know, your indica effects, your sativa effects. If you're working what about with just the hybrid. Flavors? What about just flavors? Some people maybe have something like, man. oh, man, I just love that flavor, you know, or, or I hate that flavor. I just like any flavor weed I know goes good with coffee. <laughs> like that's <laughs> where I argue it like a week with vagueness. I can't but, picture where hey. if I'm having a what, – let's pair – what would we pair – what do they pair white wine? With seafood typically? Am I going to say a certain type, a certain down to a – I guess white wine's a whole – Obviously, huge variety. It's not. Didn't just you one just have some kind of weird black tea that you were you were drinking before the show? I thought I remembered you saying something yeah, about some. Got it right tea. here. I'm gonna have a little bit more, but I'm gonna have to smoke some of my Harlequin because it pairs perfectly with it. That's my point. Is what if you did have something where you went to a tea room and they were like, "Here's the tea that we pair. You know, here's the cannabis that we've paired with this tea today, or with this coffee, or whatever. I don't know, or with this wine. I just think there's something to it. There's def- definitely a lot of different flavor profiles with cannabis. So it was just really interesting because they were talking about judging the state of judging cannabis today and cannabis cups and whatnot. And they were kind of saying it has a lot, you know, it's going to evolve definitely over the next few years. And just interesting stuff, man. Really good. Oh, I agree. It, it'll work. You'll be able to find different flavors of cannabis that I, you know, I can just picture some that go great with that cheese. But I think there's probably per item like, oh, this cannabis goes great with this Swiss. There's probably like, 10 types of cannabis that go great with that smith, especially the ones that give you the munchies, then it goes great with everything. You know, hipsters so. <laughs> are going to be pairing cannabis and cheese like next year. Oh. Right, yeah, but or, or even if it's just picking the flavor that you like. When you go to a wine store or something like that, or when you go to the restaurant, just like a someone, yeah, he helps you just pick a flavor that you like. Man, I just want to. Yeah. You know, I just want to, I like white Zinfandel. All right. Well, we don't have that here, but we'll bring you, <laughs> we'll bring you something close. You know, he gets it. You know? What else you got, man? You got one more here, a little bit about how, uh, what, we hit number five here? With oh, yeah, account. you want to you keep on talking, dude? All right. Yeah, break yeah. it down one more time. The dude hooked me up with his accountant, man, and so I went over there and <laughs> brought my stack of papers, and she still talked to me at the end of the day, so it was all right, but, you know, they try to understand what you do, you know, and they go, oh, what's your business? And I start telling her about the soil amendments. And it was really interesting. That, or I was surprised, but she was really interested in it. And it's because there's so much, even like a very normal, you know, accountants, you know, whatever. She's, you know, she's a pretty normal person. I know you hate when I say that, but you know, she could be your next door neighbor, wouldn't bat an eyelash. And um, she was really interested in organic food, nutrient dense food, and food production because, man, there's a lot of distrust of what's going on. The, the, you know, when you look at the, you know, the grocery, the, uh, the grocery store and the food that they want you to eat and the quality of the produce and that most people are exposed to is really uh, eye-opening. You know, it, it makes you, you want to be interested in growing your own. Oh, uh, no, sorry. No, 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 no. Just I'll, I'll wake you up when I'm done talking, man. I was in the middle of a big hit. All good. Um, <laughs> <coughs> no, 100%. I mean, typically or what's available to you. Um, matters but yeah obviously if you can grow your own food but it's very the way everything it's one thing it's the way everything's set up scotty it's all set up yeah but even if you don't have to grow everything everything yourself it's nice to be able to at least consider that at least to be able to get something that's dense with nutrients or that's at least even fresh something that hasn't been sprayed with chemicals man it's pretty uh alarming some of the production practices we have i agree more people got to grow their own food and dank <laughs> food and dank 
But like I said, it's it's, it's it's part of human nature is to be lazy. It's not easy. It's so easy to go to Seven Eleven. It's so easy. Even I don't care the opposite of that to uh, Whole Foods if you have that option. It's so easy to go to Super Walmart. That's why I say it's a setup. It's so easy. Like one of my buddies that hates the way the fuel system like oil neediness is in this country but it's all put in place to be so easy to take advantage of all of it that's kind of the way you roll sometimes unfortunately but we don't have to go there i was going kind of deep you know (laughs) whoa man whoa can we just smoke some weed man and see what everybody else is smoking that's like you know if uh yeah we'll move on we'll move on or else i'll keep going okay Uh, (laughs) let's see what the tgc smoking on since i'm sitting here token and uh, take it into Code Black OG by 42. 42, man. What is this? Like That's like the, the fog. 42 is the, the breeder. All right, Heathcliff. You got seeds from Neptune Seeds. 42 is the breeder. Code Black OG is the strain. I like that name. Um, it is blackberry crossed with OG. It smells just like blackberries and the classic OG scent. I grew it with Growmore products and switched to the complete can line and flower. I also used Harpen proteins, overgrow, and a few other secrets. That looks beautiful. <laughs> Says I was able to achieve some good color by bringing the temps down. It always works out. I shouldn't say that always works out. There's some strain dependency in there, but I mean, because these were freebies and I absolutely love them. I highly recommend 42 being the breeder. They're grown under double-ended HPSs and supplemental metal halide light, and he grows in octopots. Very good. What would you call an octopot? Sub-irrigation pot kind of oh, is yeah. what it is? Yeah, it's a really nice sub-irrigation planter. Um, and he goes, and everyone else should, too, LOL. I like those guys, man. I do like those guys. He, says he just got the most weight out of this grow system. Growers love, let me know what you think. Oh, wait, I forgot one product that actually is the most important <laughs> recharge baby oh yeah never forget you guys peace so um yeah cool looking picture sorry i just scrolled down he did bring some color out um with temperature temperature differentials later in flower nighttime temps lower uh can definitely do some cool things and i props to the ladybug hanging out on the leaf under the the, the bottom big bub but it's always nice to see some ladybugs hanging out beautiful that is those are beautiful thousand right Thousand nugs, thousand nugs, man. Use them over on dudegrows.com. Just click on DGC shop. Um, you guys can get your own dank nugs up. Just click on dank nugs under the latest on dudegrows.com. Yeah, I've only Appreciate heard really it, good things about that 42 breeder. Um, yeah, that, I think it's kind of sketchy when you just name yourself. 42, yeah, right. Isn't that what Prince didn't Prince name himself a number? For no, a he was bit? a symbol. He just became oh, a symbol. Okay. <laughs> That's even douchier, man. A symbol? The symbol's the ultimate douchebag. Uh, like, there's not even one of those on the keyboard, man, you know? We still got those DGC Cup glass one-hitters made by Mountainside Glass guys over in the vault. Check them out. You can use your nugs. Burn your nugs, I should say, over there and pick up some of those one-hitters. Nice. Nice. So what we got, man? I'm just going to thank Fudpucker um, for putting up here. E. Elmo Fudpucker. He put up a compost tea recipe over in the DGC Nutrient Guide. Um, and it just goes into, I mean, he put up how, uh, on another post he made his brewer. So he's like, you know what? I better put my recipe up here. And Love it. Detailed recipe, not too complicated by any means on, on how he's doing his, uh, tea. So basically he's got worm castings. I'm not going to go into all the detail cause it's a 
just featuring a nice long post here. Humus, is that how you, I always want to say hummus because I'm probably thinking more of <laughs> humus. No. Worm castings and his amendments. He goes into the uh, green material, the brown material. He goes into dry powders he's adding, etc. But I just want to encourage you guys to go check that out. That's over on the side as well under the, the growing. And then you click on DGC Nutrient Guide and you can see a compost tea recipe from Fud Pucker. Thank you, nice, sir. Nice, nice. Yeah, he's Growers got, love. He's got great information, man. As soon as I get my shit together, I'm, gonna, I'm back on the show and uh yeah get get some knowledge from him man because he's knows some shit that we don't know man hell yeah um i was going to uh let's see here oh yeah i actually did the instagram today man hashtag Grow show put up a video guys a little video of this piece of glass right here if you're looking at the video show that i shouldn't say this little piece of glass it's a big ass piece of glass but I put a video up. It's super cool, man. It's got uh, glycerin something alcohol here in the spindle part. Put it in the freezer. It's just a huge chill one-hitter bowl on top. And if you've been watching the show, you've been seeing me hit it hard. Shout out, man. Minnesota legit. What is up, Paul? You're the man. Um, nice. Was that Mary Glassworks? Paul from Mary Glassworks? Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. I'll help you out there, man. If you were... Uh, well, no, every once in a while I get like, well, plus I got pretty high smoking on this thing. I was like, who's, am I supposed to say this person's name on the show or not? Are we good? Right. But yeah. <laughs> All from Mary's Glass. We're all good. What else is on here, man? If you guys aren't Instagram, hash, Instagram, hashtag, dude, grow show. Sheer photo. This is sheer photons. Sweet picture of an almost ready for the chop OG. Now, is this jaw pie or is that like jalapeno? Hawa ha, 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 pie. Oh, you no. got me there, dude. I'm not. I'm not hip like everybody else. Wait, is, aren't the Jawas from Star Wars? They are, man. I remember them. They were so cute. It's probably Skywalker <laughs> crossed with something. Word, Deal. Thanks, guys, for <laughs> hashtagging us over on Instagram. Now we're gonna hit this news, and after the news, just as a reminder, we give a break and some grow talk coming up. Right. Deal. Deal. What you got? What would you find in the news, man? Good news? Yeah, I was actually, I didn't have time. I should have gone today, but um, this was a Colorado senior living provider has high hopes for cannabis classes. Now, do you, I mean, this is just in a regular, this this is in the seniorhousingnews.com. Right. So whoever wrote the title of this, do you think they're trying to be crafty? Let me tell you again. Colorado senior living provider has high hopes hopes for cannabis classes okay that is fucking adorable okay i think it is well in senior housing news this place out here um balfour b-a-l-f-o-u-r senior living they have like four locations out here hey can i um, smoke here and they're doing lectures for them they're having uh, dr cohen come in who i believe also does uh medicinal marijuana licensing i think i got his business card if you want to get your license um, there's really good reviews on him, and he's going to go around and try and educate Cannabis 101 Lecture Series. Can you um, smoke? Like, you are, can, are, they, are they encouraging them to to smoke and go to dispensaries and shit? The next step they will be scheduling is a visit to a local dispensary. They'll have a field trip out on their you know little bus, and they're going to go to the dispensary as well. Hey. Um, I don't know. They're not Put allowed to smoke. my dad out of business, man. You know, I'm going to have to start it sending goes, them money. Some residents currently use cannabis to treat aches and pains, though they can't smoke in or around the community. I, 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 there's got to be like a place they know to go where it's like, all right, we can smoke here. But like a smoking, not lounge, but something. Um, I hope you are cool with this. 
But the other cool thing with this place that the Balfour, they do not test, uh, they said in Colorado, it's a competitive job market and um, it may not be best not to tell, test its employees for marijuana use. They do not test any of their employees at any of them. It's a pretty big uh, company. I was like, that's pretty sweet too. Props to them for recognizing that. Very so, cool. Very cool, man. If you're... I, I mean, cannabis pretty... has got to be really good medicine for older people, you know, with, especially with the Hell aches yeah. and pains and the creaks and the sadness, you know. I mean, fuck yeah. Give a little cannabis, man. 100%. I just got to be able to smoke. I bet you, you get pretty ornery sometimes when you get old. I'd be like, man, I'm out in the courtyard smoking <laughs> this J and you ain't doing shit about it, all right? Be like, oh, there My... goes old dude again. My buddy had to quit smoking weed for like a month. I saw him recently. I was like, hey, how's it going? And he goes, it's fine because it's just so goddamn boring. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's going to get the job, though. Okay. What did you find here? We got another news story (laughs) titled Paradise. Yeah. What is it? This place in California is like this. Uh, I I heard about this. Yeah, it's like a 60-acre town basically and they bought this uh is it ours where is this it's california, california. It, it it's california. like an old okay. mining town right right that, I, I guess the last census there were six people that live there right and a cannabis company plans to spend a couple million dollars in the next 18 months to build an infrastructure bottle uh cannabis infused water and then they have like mineral baths and some other stuff okay so it's 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 kind of gimmicky resort type of thing a cannabis resort kind of thing mm-hmm. interesting yeah, it's only um, make infused three, water, cultivate marijuana, and produce edibles on the 120-acre town. It's an hour from Las Vegas and three hours from Los Angeles, so that makes sense. I mean, people are going to be like, man, have you ever heard about that fairyland town where there's just <laughs> cannabis in the water? Let's <laughs> go. in the water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All the water, too, Scotty. It's not just the bot. It's like the shower water right. everything. It sounds yeah, like everything. Willy Wonka. Exactly. That's kind of maybe what they're going for. Five million dollars they bought the town for. Going to put another two and a half million in to build up the infrastructure. We'll see. I don't know. I'd have to double check their business plan Dude, twice. Two and a half million on sixty acres don't sound like that big of an investment, man. I could sink two and a half million dollars into my bamboo farm. Look at he split on twenty acres. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't even be all that nice. Yeah. Hopefully it all works out well, though, man. Cannabis bringing in, uh, you know money and jobs it's all good things typically not all the time um love to hear it <laughs> yeah interesting anyway cool man cool i'm just glad to all see right. young people doing something all right shout out to lambert pete guys lambert pete i believe was that at the indo expo portland is what yes, i heard yes sir yes sir they were got a text from lambert pete from mr lambert himself saying that the dgc represented strong there and uh he was he was impressed so I'm impressed. Thank you, DGC. Thank you, crew. Hell yeah. I think you're going to be finding more locations availability coming soon, but they are in a bit. A bit of the DGC reported to check your local hydro stores and nurseries um, for Lambert Peat products. They got a few different mixes out there, uh, but checking out their three point, what are the big bales are almost four cubic feet. Right, um, right. That shit goes a long way, but make sure you're strong. Make sure you got a good back, man. I haven't dealt with those in a while, thank God, but um, regardless. Check them out, Lambert Pete, and pick up a good quality. I always want to say, just because it rolls off the tongue good, pick out a good quality blonde Pete. But yeah, I don't know if you're just partial to blondes, homie. I know. I don't even know if that's the best suggestion. But they got a lot of availability over there. Long guys. fiber blonde Pete. Mm, I'll take Who? two. You tall, give me two. 
Who's slinging recharge, man? We're going to pick up some recharge today. Oh, tomorrow. you know what, man? Toledo Indoor Gardening, man. I'm, I'm going to take a. I'm going to go on a limb here and say they're in Toledo, Ohio. But fuck yes, yeah, sir. man! The, the Midwest is representing strong, so I appreciate it. Started with Michigan, Ohio's catching on, and uh, it's just going, man. New York is going strong, so I love it. Thank you, guys. I know New York's not in the Midwest. Thank you. Word. If you guys are hitting it up in your hydro stores, going there, Toledo. Tell them to grow show sent you. Pick yourself up some recharge. Yes, sir. Uh. All right, man, let's get this break out of the way. Get to some grow talk here. Finally, let's do, man. Uh, check it all out at dudegrows.com and uh, spread the word, DGC. We'll be right back. Yes. Baby's mama? Baby's oh, mama? Man. Can't Bye prove a thing. Urban, urban, urban cowboy. Goes, okay. I've been doing decent the last couple years with my crude hydro way of growing. He goes, D. Drain the waste cocoa for now. Okay. That's fine, man. Okay. Ain't nothing, no problem with that, man. From clone to cure, I have managed to pull it off and have enough head stash for me, Mrs. Cowboy, friends, and family. Respect. Most That's what it's all about. Week. My weakest area of growing is from seed to a plant size capable of yielding 13 to 15 clones at a time. My goal is to grow one of my best clones into a huge mother plant for long-term cloning. My problem is I've killed so many mother plants, mainly by overwatering 
or by a fuck up on my behalf due to overfeeding. My process is as follows. So this is what he does. See, he goes first, start the seeds in wet paper towel. Mike goes sprinkled on it, put it in a Ziploc bag in a cool, dry place. Sounds fine with me. I usually just plant seeds myself. If you want to start them that way, that's fine. Um, once popped, he starts it in a solo cup with a seed starting type mix. He goes, Home Depot shit, but it's super airy and light. Nothing but pH water for a week or two, or for a week or so until my inexperienced eyes tell me otherwise. Yeah, all you need at the beginning, usually, you could put quarter strength, some start of real light seed starting mix. Some different companies are out there, but really, you don't need much that first week, right? Yeah, so you get your. says quarter strength. <laughs> yes. Quarter strength, anything, half the time, dude. Uh, but <laughs> you don't wait for your first set of leaves. Wait for you until you get, you know, the leaves beyond your, what are they, dicotum? Are they, what are those dicot leaves, leaves, yeah. The two yeah, little, the like, leaves. oval-shaped leaves that don't look like pot leaves when you get your two real leaves. Or and then he goes... real sets of leaves, rather. He, from the solo cup, he goes to a one-gallon pot, half ocean forest, and half coco loco, and feed a light grow big and oh light grow big, which is a fox farm veg nutrient and some big bloom by fox farm. At this point, I can get a few clones, but leaf tips are curling down. I just wish I could get one to root bound itself. It means I'm growing the shit out of her. So he's saying solo cup to a one gallon pot, half ocean forest. You know, if you're going to half ocean forest and half coco loco, both are enriched mixes from fox right. farm. You don't need much. Not, you don't need to give that thing barely any. I think you're overfeeding it. Um, a little I would, recharge, and that's about it, if I may say so myself. Yeah, I would go with the, you know, the ocean forest with cocoa or the ocean forest with peat, something that's inert, not too enriched mixes. I myself did not like the Coco Loco, especially if it has Aqua Supremo in it. Um, Aqua Supremo, like I don't know, I don't. I, I tried it multiple times, and I just did not like that mix. The ocean forest, mix it with something inert. I think it'd be good to go, and you don't need that that liquid newt feed probably for like two weeks at least, three weeks, maybe even a little bit longer before you're going to give any of that liquid feed. Sure. If I can make a suggestion, try a hempy bucket. Hempy buckets take the guesswork out of, out of watering. You use a bunch of cocoa with them and cocoa newts. Just steal, just steal it from the comments. That's what they're talking about in the comments, man. You oh, just, yeah? Just breath. Yeah, I mean, yeah. think about it. If you, if you just want to take the guesswork out of it, I wasn't a great waterer either. I would I just ask Guru. I was like, go check the greenhouse. It's been raining for five straight days. Are my beds dry? <laughs> you know, it's just subconscious, man. It's raining out, so you don't think you got to go water your, your greenhouse beds. But I believe it was Nodnarb was recommending the hempy. Um, if you want to get information on that, you know, he's getting here in, in the, that's your bottom feeding style. Yep. And a little bit, yeah, not as, it's a little bit more of a no brainer for sure. And when you're feeding mothers, like you said, you were worried about overfeeding them. Um, and you need to go up to a size, at least he went to into a one gal after the solo cup. Um, you know, and you need to at least get into a, I was reading ahead here, a five gallon, I'm saying minimum for a mom to get going well and half strength newts and then sometimes some flushes or an en plain enzyme water and you don't want to you know let them get when they get too aggressive though in veg you kind of got to take your uh <clears throat> take your cuts then and reset it right do you do like a mother reset where like this plant's getting too big i either need to take cuts or top right now yeah i, t I top it though man i'll shape a mother to you know, to where I want it to be. And I'll make sure I get a bunch of the stuff off the bottom of it. You know, every, everywhere where I want that thing to ha I want it to have a cloning site everywhere. I don't want it to just have a bunch of useful foliage on there. So I'll try to grow a few limbs. I'll definitely top the mother. A lot of times uh, uh, I'll even pinch it, you know, to, to make a few different branches. 
Do you know what I'm that saying? Takes, yeah, that takes us into that's like your training. When we got the next question here, sure, from incompetent Mike. Okay, <laughs> Moby Dill's training method, and he goes, "Greetings, I've heard you allude to Moby Dill's method of training a plant on a couple of episodes, and I'd like to try it. Usually, I run two four by four single plant scrogs in a four by eight room." So he's got two, only two plant, two four by four single plant, two plants. Okay, no, a single plant, a single yeah. plant scrog. So there's two of them. Okay, that's where you get. Yeah, so to. only two plants in a four by eight room. So you definitely need to get you know spread, spread these out. Two, right. Two three fifteens and a six hundred watt HPS. But for complex and ridiculous reasons, I'll be running eight plants this time, in five or seven gallon drained to waste cocoa. I imagine this would be a lot about right for for his way of pruning. Yeah, man, that sounds fine to me. We're kicking it up to eight plants, four plants under each each lighting setup, kind of. So I'm anyway. trying to describe what, what Moby Dill would do. He would just take three, basically he would grow, they were tall plants. I mean, those plants, when they wound up, were probably four, four foot to five foot tall, but they only had three major colas on them. You know, am, I, am I wrong on that? I'm just thinking back. But, yeah, they, they had three colas that were literally the size of, of your bicep, you know? Well, and there might be different training methods for what he was doing for the genetics that we saw in the commercial grow versus home training method. I'm not right. positive. Um, but he, he goes, well, here, look, from what I gathered, Moby Dill tops his plants two or three times when they're small to create four to eight even tops. And lets them grow about four feet tall, stripping I did, everything. I didn't see four to eight even tops. I saw three tops on those big monsters, man. Yeah. And, like, again, I think that could be, you know, potential, you know, saying, okay, we know that these plants, right. given, you know, this is the growth style that yields the most weight. Maybe we um, got to get them on. Let's let's call them and get, get Moby Dill on to a splend. I agree. So, regardless, this is how I do it, too. So, as, as far as saying she, she goes, or he goes, sorry, top two to three times. I probably top two to three times, at least two times before I'm going, depending on the strain, the flowering. If I know the plant's apt to bush out and enjoy those other, I will get four to eight even tops, if not more. Sure. Um, when I'm growing these big plants. If I'm growing it's, one, but if I'm growing, how many is he growing now? Eight in that same four-by-four four spot? If I'm yeah. growing eight in a four-by-four four spot, I'm trying to go maybe three colas or something. You know, I don't know, maybe four. Eight, I would six, go four. I would go four. Yeah, four, because that gives you 32 colas. Um, how many spots you got in one of those in those trellis things, you know, if you put it over a four-by-four four area? Yeah. I would, and the, the idea that the one thing that people struggle with in this more than just even, you know, the topping and training is the removing of knowing, okay, seeing what's not going to work down low. Going, starting from the bottom and working up and seeing what's not getting light. And I do this like every eight days probably right where i'm like okay i'm taking this i'm taking this i go yep. through and i'm taking stuff and taking the lower stuff that i don't want to trim and i know is taken away from the top so by make the sure way you're that's, on that that's relevant to a mother plant as well and a mother plant you don't want a bunch of little stuff on the very bottom growing on the stem and whatnot you want to clean that up because it's all energy you want to redirect the energy towards the clones yeah all right man hopefully that helped he goes thanks for the informative entertaining show Love the no-till talk and all the science from Guru. Just made a no-till mix that I will use on the run after this one. Sincerely, your brother in agriculture, incompetent Mike. I Thank love you. it, man. Thank you. Hey, I was uh, watching that Catching Fire, Chasing Fire. Maybe it's called Chasing Fire. I don't know what the fuck it's called, man. <laughs> and, uh, but I realized how smart everybody was, man. It's fucking intimidating, you know? There's guys that know all about terpenes. There's guys that you know, know all about you know, biological, you know, biology under the microscope and everything. And it's like, you know, it makes you kind of 
take a step back because I don't know. I just want everybody to know. I don't think I'm the world's best grower. I don't think I'm the smartest guy. Uh, but I'm interested in all this stuff, man. And I'm finding, I'm finding these these people, man. It's really amazing, smart people. And I'm gonna try to get them to come on the show and share. Yeah, well, what they more know, and more man. people are talking. Finally, you know, tons of yeah. you know the fact that you can talk. That was the whole inspiring reason for the show. Is that okay? Look, talk about this shit now. I'm not breaking the law. I don't have to worry about people knocking down my door. Yeah. So. Like that, uh, the, uh, you know, Tad uh, Hussey actually got in touch with us, man. He wants to come on the show, and uh, that's thanks to the DGC hanging out. I guess they met him at the, uh, at the Indo Expo, and uh, a lot of them said they found his podcast through us. So we got a new friend of the show there. So it's great. Yeah, guys like that are super intelligent, and I can't wait to learn more from them. And that's my MO, is trying to find intelligent people, hopefully be nice enough to them where they'll come on to the show and uh, teach us what they know. So. Just wanted to clear that up, man. You know, for for any for anyone that uh, may be considering. Ouch, dude! Just fucking, just fucking the 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 flies are getting me over here, dude. I'm being overrun. Got to slightly electrify your body current, so when they <laughs> hit you, you're just like the zapper. <laughs> gotta right. get one of those salt guns, man. Is what I gotta get. Biocozyme foliar oh. for outdoor plants. Yes. So this is from Doc Brown's Green Thumb. What's up, dude? Scotty, Guru, and DGC. I have a couple of plants outdoors that I assume will start flowering soon. Yes, they will. I want to start a foliar. I want to foliar a high concentration of biocozyme the first couple of weeks of flower to help with a stretch. Problem is, I don't know when flowering actually begins outdoors. Any advice? I'm in Massachusetts, so if any Mass DGC with outdoor experience can chime in, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks. It should be. Why would masks shouldn't be too much different than uh, where I'm at here in Denver? I don't think you're going to start flowering here any day lightly. Um, first week of August, then by mid-August, definitely should see flowering, pre-flowering going on, um, and then by September, yeah. So pretty soon, almost now. Keep your eye out every day. Yeah, I'm excited. It's my first year outdoor, so I'm kind of got my eyes open on this one. In the biocozyme guys, um, uh, Costa Mesa Steve, I think. No, no, it was Jake. From Grow More that talked about it. I actually uh, was trying to search it down to look for the rate. I don't know if it was, I think maybe a teaspoon per quart, but I say that about a lot of products. So as far as the foliar rate for biocozyme, I do know there are good reports out, not only on our site, in different forums of using biocozyme to help reduce stretch with a natural, um, I don't know what's in there, man. I haven't, re- I haven't visited that I'm in so long. I'm going to take a guess and say it's an enzyme, man. I don't think, well, yeah, it's, it's not like enzymatic. a PGR product. It's not like something that's <laughs> right. gonna, like a, a, a negative thing. So, but check it out, man. Uh, appreciate you chiming in. And I would start almost using that now. So right. yeah, let us know. Yeah, Please chime right. back in. Dr. I wonder, is there, is, there, is there any disadvantage if you use it a little too early? Is it going to hurt anything? No. Wouldn't no. think so, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's just an enzyme. Nice. Doom, doom. More grow talk here. We'll go more with pineapple kush. What's we talking about? What's we talking Ooh. about? Monster crop. Sounds delicious. Clones of pineapple kush by Old Timer 50. Goes, I'm brand new to cocoa core growing. I've only grown two plants in soil in my life. I have four pineapple cushes. Welcome, welcome to growing in the cocoa core. Um, Kush clones taken at the fourth week of flowering from the two mother plants that have transitioned nicely back to veg. Interesting. So, gotcha. so it sounds like he had to get some stuff revegged. Sure. Because they are now eight weeks old. The two biggest ones are 23 inches tall. 
with two smaller ones being 20 inches, so fairly it looked close. Just like... <laughs> What's up? I won't say it. I was going to say, and they look just like Caitlyn Jenner, but I'll just keep <laughs> it to myself. He goes, he's now switched to Roots Organic um, and Pro Mix with 30% Pro Light and three-gallon pots. I'm running General Hydroponic line of Coco Deck Newts currently at nine, about 1,000 ppm. Um, some more additives from GH and a good pH uh, mix, after mixing is 5.6. It's maybe a little low. What's your target pH for watering in cocoa? I mean, you're probably not targeting pH as much if you're in the no-till or obviously you're living organic soils. Um, but I still usually pH, and I'm looking for like 5.6 is maybe a tad bit low for me, like 5.9 to 6. Two point two five, <laughs> but then, but it's like you know, <laughs> anywhere from that five six five eight, I think is what they say. From five eight to like six three is decent. You know, that's that's the range where you want to be at. Yeah, but I'd bring it up to five eight. Bring it up. Bring it up just a couple. Anyway, because each plant gets a liter of nutrient solution twice a day. Um, that's fine. It's like breakfast and dinner and cocoa. Sometimes people drip three times a day, and they like more consistent, perfect like moisture level instead of a saturation. Um, he goes, I have a Spectrum King 400 Plus running 18 hours on. These clones are much more bushy than the mothers, but I don't want to keep them in veg if I don't have to. So I'm looking at a picture. He goes, should I start flowering now? And I say, yes. He's got a picture of a fairly crowded looking, like a bunch of you guys commenting here in the post mentioned. Thin that out a little bit, man. He's got a real thick canopy. Go ahead. I didn't say anything, but I'm just uh, looking at this. Man, they look beautiful to me. Yeah, you could definitely probably um, just think about where the value's at, where your big buds are going to come from, and then take a look on the bottom and just take anything off that's not going to work for you, man. That's not going to produce for you. That's going to be larfy. Yeah, I'm just thinking if you could get more yield by potentially letting them grow longer, but there's always a ratio there of how big can your plant get. If you got three-gallon containers, they're still going to be pushing roots for a little bit in early flower, to my knowledge. And then you got a container that I've had things get root bound and flower. I had to, I could have watered every day, twice a day. Like it was like a slave to watering because there wasn't any like buffering. It wasn't a big enough container. So these plants definitely look like go to flower. And uh, yeah, let us know how they do, man. Yeah, but that's how my plants look. That's exactly how my garden looks. You know, jammed with a bunch of plants, man. Ready to make some money, man. <laughs> ready, to, ready to yield anyway. I guess I'm thinking old school, but. uh you guys think you should top one more time here and thin out from the bottom? Definitely thin out something. There's probably some things that could be removed from the bottom. Definitely get some airflow in there. And I don't know, man. It depends what your time level is. I mean, there's not a lot of nice tops on there. I would say just remove a couple of the bottoms. It looks like fairly even, too. I mean, there's a, the only way you remove tops enough. in that situation is if you know you're, not gonna, you're just getting too close to your light source. And then you wait like another week before you go to bloom. But, yeah, if you know you're getting too close to your light source, keep in mind these ladies definitely want to stretch sometimes two feet plus. So, uh, and you got to deal with that in training, et cetera. I always right. hate having a ceiling. I hate ceilings being a grower. <laughs> I'm, like, mad at ceilings. All right. So thanks for the grow talk, guys. We've got plenty more. You guys are kicking it over at dudegrows.com. Um, trying to get at least five, six grow talk questions in here. Keep these shows kicking at you uh, roughly around an hour a show and always working on uh, the format behind the scenes and trying to keep it real. Um, as far as what's going on in my grow, though, real quick, I could say brought to you by way to grow They do have a killer sale right now. Um, they're keep it cool sale, guys. So, and that's only till, oh, till the end of the month. So check out any of their locations. 
Oh, I just went over their page and it says they have a three light and way to grow barbecue August 8th, 11 to 4. Oh, at the uh, Central Store. So if you nice. want to go check check out some barbecue and be like, I want to eat meat and get three alight, um, yeah, Way to Grow Central Store, August 8th. Hell yeah. Um, nice, and man. sorry, their their sale just it was on can filters. Um, and that was actually July. Damn it. I'm wrong. My bad, guys. <laughs> I know they I thought they had a keep it cool sale right now. Anyway, go in there and just say, I want to use a dude gross count and get a hot deal and, and hook it up. Or barbecue. Uh, my grow. <laughs> I was actually picking up, uh, I decided the uh, fungus gnats have had enough fun, and I'm putting out more, because I wasn't doing anything before. They were just have it at will. Right. And so I stick, you know, put out a bunch more sticky traps, soil level, and then I went and got the uh, these packs. If you guys, a, a store by me carries the Fungus gnat, this is the tip-top biocontrol. Fungus gnat and root knot exterminator, live beneficial nematodes. Um, and it's the Steiner, Steiner Nema Feltia. <laughs> Feltia. But anyway, Sometimes I wanted to go... if I go the, ask for them, they're going to look at me. I wanted the to go Steiner for Nema, the, you know, the more natural route, be a little bit more patient with mechanical removal. I know recommendations like, you know, soup has been like a really effective way is to remove the top little light layer of soil and just get rid of it out of the garden. You're going to get rid of a lot of them and their, you know, larvae and stuff, which I just mentally I'm like, oh, man, I'm scraping away my compost layer and my worm and my guanos. And I have some, I don't know, it almost, I know it's, he's right. I should just do that and re-inoculate the things I'm taking off. But um, hopefully these nematodes, if keep in mind, if you guys are using beneficial nematodes, um, for fungus gnats, it's a patient thing. Just like when you're using a biological bacteria, it's a pa- you know, it's not like tomorrow I'm not going to have any. Right. Um, but I have used these before. The only thing that kind of stinks is making sure you get fresh ones. I would definitely, unless you really have a grow store you can trust. I've dealt with different stores that are like, yeah, man, those those are pretty fresh, and they did nothing. <laughs> they, they did nothing at all. I'm like, there's no way those are those were you know right. viable. Um, I also picked up ladybugs while I was there for my outdoor plant, the dwarf, which I love releasing ladybugs. It was actually perfect timing. I released them last night when it was dark because I forgot I had them. I looked at my garage floor. I'm like, oh, shit, i got to put these ladybugs out. And it had rained. So they don't have motivation to go anywhere. They're going right. to drink you know, and hang out. And I went out there today, and it's a little bit of a cooler day here. And it's cool to see. I don't, I don't think it's breeding. I don't know if Guru you know, but I think it's just for warmth. Here and there, they are just clumping all together on my tomato cage, like, you know, 30 of them, like a, just a ball of them. And I was like, hmm, it's not that cold out today, but right. or maybe they're partying. It's my kind of man. <laughs> maybe they were partying. I'm down. Usually when I release ladybugs, um, I probably released like 500. I'll definitely see them the rest of the summer, and I know some of them that do, they start to breed and stuff, and I dig, man. They're my little soldiers, dude. Well, yeah, them, them breeding is what you're actually after with ladybugs, because the their like nymph stage is so much more voracious of a predator than the actual it's like it eat ten it eats ten times as many aphids a day as the full grown ladybug does. Right, right. So you, you really get the full grown ones hoping to create a breeding population of them so that there's always the nymph stage. So is that what stage my twelve year old boy's in right now? Because he just <laughs> Yeah, just <laughs> won't stop eating. I guess you know we can compare puberty to the nymph stage. Anyway. Probably Good analogy. Good analogy. (laughs) I ain't touching it. 
Uh, and the other ones, man, I think they're coming around. The Napa fires that I pissed off a few different ways, and then I think gotten kind of a hot mix. Or uh, is that I, what I that looked, was? I'm not positive. The other day I looked at them and I was like, you know what? I can see that the middle of the plant is a little bit greener. Like I could, and then the top and the bottom, like it was working good there. And that I could, I'm like, I could take six inches off the top of each of these, like the because I'd never topped them yet. Um, it was just their center one and then have like a bush like thing. So I did that and I'm like, dude, you're topping a stressed plant. So, you know, I didn't, I know that's a no, no, don't top a stressed plant. Let the plant come out of whatever it's got going on. I don't on. know. I, I disagree. I top my stressed plants all the time to get them to shoot out some new leaves when the leaves look like shit. We'll the cool thing is I'm not in a rush. I'm not on a time schedule. Like, Oh, I, got right. a free, I don't have anything behind them right now. And I have, which I am going to take a video of a, the Harlequin in the next room, one Harlequin under two 600 SKs is just beautiful. It's it's so many freaking trikes. It's one of those things where when you don't use any like official bloom boosters, or I'm using some different stuff. These aren't big flowers. They're not small, but they're dense, and they are just like diamonds, man. Like diamonds in the rough, or is it diamonds in the night? Which one? Either one? Diamonds in the sky? I don't know, man. I don't oh know. yeah, wait, I got much experience with diamonds. I thought there was man. some popular song recently about diamonds somewhere. Anyway. They'll say, man. I don't like popular so, songs. <laughs> I didn't like popular people in high school either, man. I hung right in the middle, right in the yeah. middle. You are you're a borderline hipster, dude. If you're popular, you're target, dude. <laughs> anyway. That's Dude Grows, Wake and Bake, 469. Hope you guys liked hanging out, uh, and uh, we'll be back, man. I believe I always like to say manana. It's uh, summertime for one more week. Every once in a while, we're planning with adding you guys some stone calls and different stuff, um, and I uh, hope you always enjoy. So that's all I got to say, Scotty. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You said it all today, dude. You covered the slack, man. I was... Uh... So a, a little bit beat today, man. Had, had a big you're weekend. You're driving, girl. What's growing on? Yeah, man. I, it doesn't mean I didn't have stuff to say, man. It's just a little beat, man. A little off my game, man. So thanks for recovering. Or thanks for covering for me, I should say, while I recover. Let's do some <laughs> shout-outs here. Let's do some shout-outs. Nice, man. Hey, how about Hard Style Mayhem 420 over in England, man? Thank you so much for all the support over there. You're a badass, man. It was good talking to you. Oh, and shit eating grin. Come on, how about it? Yes, you do too. I do. Song Sandwibe, Sandwibe. What's up, main grower? Main grower. All right, got M I Tanker and Ballistic Herbalist. Mass Grochusets and Criminal Swamp Thing. Don't even get me started, man. He's that his kid in high school. He called the Swamp Thing. Anyway, Ring 60 and Draco 7222. Old time of 50, hanging. You old members pay DGC, what's up? Canna, analytics. Analytics, look at you. Midnight Sun. Yeah, come on, how about Shep, DGC OG Soldier, and Mr. Moho Resin. Love it. Oh, yeah, last but not least, Fish Ganja Guy, growing with the fishies. Ah, respect, man, respect. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Peace out. Check it all out. Negroes.com. All right. Take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And we're the boss man is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. 
Weed. I ain't done nothing wrong 